everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend, we're here, we're doing life together, and as always, we're really glad that you've joined us. You know, Dr. Linda, it seems like it was uh, about a week ago we were doing this show. That's because it was a week ago we were doing this show. Right. It was last weekend. Do you hear Zoe snoring in the background? <laughs> She's snoring like crazy, yeah. We always bring Zoe into the studio. And remember, we did a show on pets and relationships, so right. we know how important that is for stress reduction, right? Well, she's asleep, so yeah. That's right. She's making... So if you hear this kind of snoring in the background, that would be our dog. We're not going to take her out just for that. <laughs> but listen, I have a question for you. Okay. I swear your hair is different. It looks blonde. Well, it's always blonde. It gets blonder during the summer because we spend lots of time in the sun. Okay. I don't remember your hair being that blonde last Tr- week. Are you tr- Are you telling me the truth that you really didn't put anything on your hair? Do you think it looks bad either way? Now, why would you think that? Do you think I was going to criticize you versus giving you a compliment? I suppose that was my first thought. I assumed that you were just going to... Uh go negative right away. And if I did, that would put you on the defensive, right? It does. And I do this all the time, even at work, at home. You know, I think we all do it a lot. We do. Think of different times when you hear something like, oh, we love your idea, but uh, we'll get back to you. Mm, Would you take that as an encouragement to think positive? Or would you think maybe, yeah, they're not going to get back to me. This just isn't going to happen. I would assume they are not going to get back to me. Yeah, I probably would do the same thing, actually. I'd be a little bit concerned about it. Or here's another one. I know a lot of people that are in the ad business, and they have to go around, and they have to pitch to a lot of different agencies. And one of the things that they hear a lot of times, Chris, is something like, hey, we think your work is really good. We think you're really creative. We're interested. Hmm. And then they don't hear anything for about a week. Right. Now, if that's me, I'm probably going to think, ugh. They're probably not interested. Would you do the same? Yes. Why do we do that? Why do we go right away to the negative? I think it's because it's so easy to just immediately think the worst and not the positive. I think also when there's not a lot of information, so it's a little bit uncertain what's going to happen. Right. Maybe some of us are trained to think, okay, I'm going to prepare myself for the worst so Mm -hmm. I can handle it rather than stay hopeful that something good could happen. Well, especially if you've been burned or you've had a lot of negative experiences in the past. And I've worked in places where the news was generally bad when it came came from the manager and you don't see it coming. So I think it primes you, it gets you ready to just expect the negative. So to your point, I had this really crazy thing happen uh, a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. We had this big picnic for our new students and we were outside. So we were not in the medical school building. We were outside having this picnic and And everybody was just relaxed, and it was a cookout and all this kind of thing. And all of a sudden, I get this message on my phone, and it says, you must come to the front desk now. There is something important that you have to pick up. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, is what I thought. That's exactly (laughs) what I thought. I thought I went through the list really fast in my mind. I went, okay, I'm not having a birthday. Mm. It's not my anniversary. There's nothing special happening. Uh Uh-oh. That means that something's going to be bad. So I started thinking, what could that be? And because I had worked so often in child custody cases with couples who were really fighting over their kids, I thought, I bet I got a subpoena. Ah. I bet I'm going to the front desk and somebody's going to subpoena me for something. I'm going to have to go to court. The day is shot. That's right. I'm dreading it. I'm thinking, oh, this has to be bad news. I get to the front desk and there is my daughter visiting from Nashville and she wanted to surprise me (laughs) and wanted to have it be a great weekend. So there she was. And when she saw the look on my face, because I thought this was the bad news and it was her 
but I never anticipated it could have been something good. Did she show up in a FedEx truck when she came? She did not. She was standing at the desk. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of thinking it could be something good, you thought it had to be something bad. And it's our first instinct is to think negatively. And I'm one of the guys who think... They probably won't choose my idea. They're going to make me wait. The answer is no. Well, see, I I think what we're saying here is that you're not alone. Most of us do allow our mind to go to the negative. And actually, the reason we're talking about this is because it's a neuroscience thing. Oh, great. Here we go. (laughs) You need like a a sound when I say neuroscience. (laughs) Like you need to come up with something on your piano and and then we'll just tone it every time I say neuroscience. (laughs) But it really is. And this is really cool. It's called an automatic habit of the brain. And this has a name. They call it negative bias. And it's a trait that we've adapted since the fall of Adam and Eve. All right. So our brains, you're saying, are automatically wired to go negative. That's right. And if we're not intentional and we don't do things to change that, we're going to have a lot of negativity. So the part of the brain that is called the amygdala, that's in Mm -hmm. the emotional center of the brain where we feel a lot of things called the limbic system, about two-thirds of its neurons look and detect negativity, and then they quickly store that negativity into your long-term memory. So it literally focuses on the negative. And one of the reasons that it does that is because we're primed to watch out for danger. And so when we react negatively to the boss pulling us into his office, or we get an email from someone that we think, "Uh uh-oh, this email has a bad tone to it and we're in trouble, that's our brain thinking, danger, danger. And then the stress hormones activate and we focus on the negative. So we go into this protective mode is what happens. So our brain is trained for survival. Right. It's easy just to think negative stuff rather than assume the good. And now you're telling me that this is an actual function of my brain. That's right. I heard a neuroscientist put it this way. Your brain is like Velcro for the negative experiences Mm -hmm. and Teflon for the positive. So we easily forget the good things that happen to us and we tend to obsess or focus on those negative things. Mm, The good easily slides off and the bad just tends to stick. I can be having a great day, then one thing goes wrong and the next thing you know, it has ruined the entire day. And that's what they call negativity bias. I love that visual of the good sliding off and the bad sticking like Velcro in your mind. Do you think this tendency to go negative is, is one reason God tells us so many times in the Bible to remember good things and think on the good? I do. And he created our brain and he knows that if we're left to our own sin nature, It's just not going to go well, no matter how many times you hear people in our culture say that we're innately good. That's really one of the biggest changes, Chris, is that there's so much focus on humanism. And I just don't see any evidence, do you, that when people do not have God in their life Mm. and they're just left to their own devices, do you think they go positive? No, they don't. Everyone really tends to go negative. Right, because we're born into sin. That's not a common thing you hear today, right? Mm -hmm. How many times do you hear a pastor say that we're born into sin and we have a sin nature? But that means means that our minds have to be transformed by the working of the Holy Spirit. Which means if we're left to our on our own, we just go negative. Maybe this is why there are so many of these, uh, these <laughs> positive thinking gurus uh, in our culture. Well, fortunately, we've got the best guru of all, right? We've got the Holy Spirit in us. That's right. the best one that you can have <laughs> to lead the way. And the Holy Spirit in us does help us stay positive. And actually, when we do this and we focus on the positive, we do change our brain. And the brain is quite 
plastic, which means it's amenable to change. So you can train your brain to be more positive. And then if you practice repeatedly, you can change that negative bias, that negative pattern. And if you don't, your stress levels will increase, your happiness levels go down, making it more difficult to be patient and kinder to other people. Mm. So there's the relationship grab that we're talking about today. Right. If you're constantly negative, what's it like to be around? No good. It's no good, right? right. <laughs> so we're going to help ourselves. We're going to also find out later in the last segment that actually what we're talking about today is a biblical concept as well. That's right. This does sound exciting. I'll be interested to hear how we train our brain to be more positive. And we'll do that after a short break. More on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Social media can be a real source of jealousy in our culture. It's so easy to be envious of a friend's fitness progress, a family member's new car, or a colleague's promotion. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I know I'm not the only one who plays the comparison game on social media. But if our self-worth is measured in the number of hearts our Instagram gets, we're missing the point big time. Instead of obsessing over the number of thumbs up you get, ask yourself, are my actions worthy of a thumbs up from God? I promise you, he doesn't care what your outfit of the day is or if you're drinking your first Starbucks red cup of the season. God already gave you a double tap when he knit you in your mother's womb. And the only filter we need is Christ himself, who erases our imperfections and makes us holy. Having lots of followers is great, but remember, God asked us to follow him first. And you can tweet that. Letting Go of Worry by Dr. Linda Mintel, available on her website at drlindamintel.com and online. From the moment we're born, we're in relationship. At first, we depend on others to take care of us, to meet all of our needs. Then as we grow older, we make friends, we meet school teachers, later a boss at work and a spouse at home. Every relationship is important. Every relationship requires cultivation and nurturing. And at some point or another, every relationship has its challenges and they revolve around conflict. Did you know that you can grow through conflict and become such a healthier you than you ever expected? Well, I want to help you look at conflict in new ways, to approach conflict in ways that work. My book, We Need to Talk, can help you become a better problem solver, learn to negotiate differences, and strengthen all relationships even when conflict seems destructive. Well, let's face it. Conflict is an unavoidable part of our everyday life, but conflict doesn't have to overwhelm you or destroy your relationships. We Need to Talk, an important book by Dr. Linda Mental, is written to help you successfully navigate conflict. Find We Need to Talk wherever you buy books online. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and today's topic is reversing the negative habit of mind. We've got a lot more to talk about, but before we move on, I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. There you will find her books, blogs, and it's where you can connect on social media. And remember, an easy way to know what she's writing about each day is to follow her on Twitter and on Facebook at Dr. Linda Mental. And you can listen to the podcast on iTunes anywhere and share it with a friend. And more people are doing that. I love that people are listening to our podcast and taking us with them. That's right. Anywhere. It would be neat to hear some of the weird places folks have listened to the show. Oh, you could write in and tell us right. that. That's, that would be a good thing. <laughs> well, again, we're talking about reversing the negative habit of mind. And let's get back into this idea that our mind easily, like we said in the first segment, just goes negative. How do we change that since it seems it's hardwired to do that? 
and we know that we're given lots of instructions biblically to think positive and stay hopeful. So it takes practice to change the thinking pattern, but God never directs us to do something that we can't do without his help, right? Right. So he never says to us, here's something I want you to do. Good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. And again, I'm going to make this point because I don't hear a lot about this. But I do believe that one of the reasons that some of this takes time is because God wants us to depend on him Mm. and not to be operating all the time in our own self-sufficiency. And so I think that's one of the reasons why we have to be mindful of this. We have to practice and we have to repeatedly work on something to make it better. So the brain isn't fixed. I said that before. It is amenable to change. And so you can change this habit. So it's probably wise then to uh, take a few minutes each day and focus on being more positive in order to develop the habit of being positive. I think it's a great place to begin if you're going to practice shifting out of that negativity bias to a more positive state then you're going to have to focus your mind on celebrating God's goodness, maybe the blessings in your life, maybe resiliency, and even thinking about how did I make it through that difficult time. Mm, That's right. So uh, then where do we start? So first thing is you have to notice that you're being negative. I mean, do you notice that when it happens to you? No, what's that supposed to mean? Yeah. (laughs) What kind of question is that? (laughs) That's right, right now. Right. But I don't always notice it. It's not until somebody says to me, Mm, you're being awfully negative about that. Yeah. That sometimes it clicks into my brain. Oh, yeah, I am being negative. So you have to realize that you are sometimes engaging in a lot of self-doubt, like we talked about. I won't get the gig. I won't be able to, you know, win the account or whatever that is. Maybe you're ruminating about a possible problem. Mm. That's where we get that focus on the on the bad, that Teflon is the good is sliding off and the Velcro is sticking with us. So, for example, if you go in to take a test, let's mm-hmm. say you have to go in and take your driver's test, Ugh. and you think... I know that makes me anxious <laughs> thinking about it, right? It's been a few years. And you think, oh, this is so hard, and I don't know if I can pass it. I might fail. So that's the negativity bias that we're talking about. But if you think, okay, I studied the pamphlet. I've been driving for, well, I won't say how many years. Mm-hmm. Um, you are changing the thought to a more positive one and training your brain then to think positively. A lot of anxiety is based around just sitting there worried about something that's probably not even going to happen. Right. Would you say that the negativity, bias, and anxiety have a lot to do with each other? They do. And I think being fearful also is in that category. Mm. So thinking already that something bad is going to happen or it could happen, which is what anxiety is. Right. Thinking about something that bad could happen, you uh, get into that negativity. On other shows, we've talked about writing things down to make you more aware. Uh, Just like you said earlier, you may not necessarily notice that you're being negative, but writing down when you are could help you make note of that and help with this change. So if you notice this, would you write it down? I'm not one of these people who likes to write a lot of stuff like that down, but it does help a lot of people. Do you ever do that? That's why I forget everything. I don't write anything down. Yeah. So I think it does help. When I am purposely trying to remember something, Mm -hmm. I will write it down. I will make a list. So it just makes sense that if you're trying to change this habit, you might take a pen or pencil and say, all right, I'm going to practice this. Here's my thought. Now, here's the alternative positive thought. Hmm. That way, you're aware of the negativity, and you can shift your thought to something more positive. And it would be very intentional if you had to write it down on a piece of paper. Actually, Chris, this is part of what we do with people in therapy. Hmm. I say, tell me what your thought was about that. When it's negative, I'll ask them, 
Is there any other alternative to that thought? Is there any positive thought you can have around that? And people begin to make that shift. The easiest way to do this would maybe be to take something that you are grateful for and maybe even begin to write that down. It's easy to think and go, okay, today, what am I grateful for? I'm grateful to take this test maybe because then I'll be able to drive a car. Right. I mean, that would be a positive way to say it. It's a subtle thing, but you're shifting the thinking from negative to positive, and this moves the positive thought into your long-term memory so it doesn't disappear. So it goes into memory. That's the thing people should recognize. And it also helps the part of your brain, the amygdala that we talk about, focus more on the good. There is so much to focus on that is actually good and things to be grateful for. We have a home. We have a job. We have our health. We have family. We have God, for Mm -hmm. that matter, if we're Mm -hmm. a believer. Anything that is positive in your life is a good start. Right. So you can say, I'm grateful for God's presence, or I'm grateful. If you can't even think of a specific one, just say for all the blessings I've had, because certainly living in this country, we have blessings every single day. But if you really want to make that thought stick, you have to hold that thought for about 10 to 20 seconds and really what they call savor it. Mm -hmm. So hold it in your brain for 10 to 20 seconds, savor it, and really think about it. You're priming your brain to see what it's going to expect to see. So you have to hold it there and really think about it. You can't just have a fleeting thought and expect things to change. So uh, take this and turn it into a positive experience and make it last for 10 to 20 seconds. Right. And if you do this at least a half dozen times a day, every day, the stronger it will be in what's called your trace memory. So see, you're laying down memories. When you focus on Mm. something positive, you're putting a memory into your brain. The more positive ones you put in your brain, the more you're going to be able to pull from those memories. And we're moving from Teflon to Velcro with the good stuff, building stronger memories of all the good things that happen in your life. And the good news is uh, you can do this anywhere and anytime. That's right. It's portable and powerful. Just like our show. (laughs) Just like my phone in the show. That's right. And just like our iTunes podcast, right? It's portable and powerful. (laughs) What if you did this before falling asleep every evening? So this is when the brain is actually receptive to new learning. Mm. And it would be a good time to be mindful of all the positive experiences you had. So every night, you could literally just do this. You could have those neurons that are firing together, wired together. There's a saying that says, neurons that fire together, wire together, which means they're grouping in the brain, they're laying down a memory. It means you're going to learn something. It's going to stay in you. And over time, you'll remember that thing. Well, see, we just talked about uh, these positive thoughts before you go to bed. And one thing we always do is uh, we'll look at our phone, we'll read emails, we'll look at social media, and doing that right before bed probably isn't a good idea because social media in and of itself can be very negative. Yeah, so here's our assignment. Every night before we go to bed, think on three positive things, rehearse them in your brain, say them before you fall asleep, maybe before you pray, Mm -hmm. and then see what happens. See if your mood improves. Well, this is the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and today's topic is reversing the negative habit of mind. And we've talked about ways to uh, recognize the problem and then ways to uh, attack the problem. And coming up after the break, we're going to talk about how Scripture helps us through this process. Stay tuned on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Are you a mom or a dad trying to do your best to raise a healthy weight child in an unhealthy eating culture? Do you often struggle with how to respond when your child asks if she is fat or if he needs to lose weight? Do you wonder what is normal and how do I best impact my child and his or her eating habits? Well, hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mental, and my book, Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World, 
teaches parents how to raise healthy kids in an overscheduled, fast food, video game world by making simple choices, easy changes, and instilling good habits that will improve everyone's life today and forever. Winner of the Mom's Choice Award, Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World, will give you this confidence, the confidence you need to take charge of your child's eating and raise a healthy weight child. Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World. Available on Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. And available online where books are sold. This is the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website and online. It's drlindamental.com. And Dr. Linda, you do have a book that we need to talk about here. Because- I do have a book called We Need to Talk. You do? That's yeah, right. That's not the one you're talking about, right? <laughs> not that one. This one is more is uh, specific to living beyond pain. As a matter of fact, that's the title of the book. Right. It's the latest book that I've done. And I did it with a physician. And mm-hmm. we wrote this book because of the opioid crisis and the problem of chronic pain that so many Americans are dealing with. Over 100 million people are dealing with chronic pain, Chris. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's more than when you put cancer and diabetes and heart disease together. And so we wanted to talk uh, about what chronic pain is, how it differs from acute pain, and then give a lot of treatments that are not medicine related. So non-pharmacological treatments for chronic pain. I'm real excited about this book and hopefully it's going to make a big difference in people's lives. When I first heard the title, I thought we were talking about emotional pain, given the fact that you yeah. are a uh, brain doctor. Right. <laughs> Neuroscience. <laughs> Neuroscience. <That's flash>. right. <laughs> but this actually deals with physical pain. It does. There is an emotional reaction to that. Think about mm-hmm. it. It affects your relationships. It affects your emotions. It affects the way you think. We're talking about a negativity bias in the right. brain. And that is really important when we're talking about chronic pain. So we'll probably do a show on that and talk about how the brain change your thinking, you change your pain. Well, speaking of negative thinking... We are talking about that today on today's program, and we want to reverse the negative habit of mind. As we were preparing for the show, we found lots of scripture that helps us do that. We did, and one of the ones that people know that's very familiar probably to a lot of our listeners is the one from Philippians 4.8, and it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable... If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, and here's the directive, think on those things. So right there, it's telling us whatever is good, true, honorable, noble, praiseworthy, this is where you should focus your mind. It's almost like Paul is saying in in this verse, you don't have time to think about the negative stuff. Or maybe he's combating the negative, because think about his life. I mean, he was a terrorist before he, you know, had the conversion. He was in prison. He had lots of really bad things happening to him. And so I think he's practicing. He's Mm, telling us because he's doing it with the power of the Holy Spirit in him. And that's the important part. This isn't your nature to just be positive and to think on positive things. Our nature, as we've talked about, is a sin nature and it tends to go negative. So Paul is telling us, intentionally do these things. Well, Paul says this in Colossians in verses uh, 1 and 2. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. So that's pretty Mm. clear again, right? Set your mind on things above. So again, it's giving us a way when we're in difficulty, when we're in circumstances that are very troubling and we're going to have trouble. Scripture is really clear about that. 
in this verse, Paul is saying, set your mind on the things above. Don't lose the eternal perspective. Like it may feel bad now, Mm. but you always have a hope. You always have a place where you can look up and you know that there's going to be a good ending to whatever the story is that's being written right now. That's so encouraging to us. And we sometimes lose that eternal perspective, don't you think, in the day-to-day living? So it's really a good verse to remind yourself to set your mind on things that are above, not on the circumstances of what you see. Proverbs 17.22 says something interesting that I, I wanted to ask you about. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. And I think that can be taken literally. How many mm. people have you seen who it's almost like they purposely live a miserable life? It's and, all they want to think about. And their body kind of shows it. It does. They're you're kind right. Of, I mean, they're kind of hovered over mm-hmm. and they have this kind of bad look on their face all right. the time. Yeah. So a cheerful spirit. So how do you get a cheerful spirit? Well, you have to think on some good things to feel good, right? Because the mind influences the way your emotions are. And then Mm -hmm. that obviously influences our behavior and our relationships. So having a cheerful spirit, trying to, you know, laugh a little bit, stay positive. That's good medicine is what the Bible is telling us. Let's stay in the Old Testament for a second. Go to Psalm 1914. This is convicting to me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. How many times have I sat and ruminated on something to the point where it puts me in the worst mood ever. And according to Psalm, that's not what we should be doing. If you think about it, it really is a very convicting verse, isn't Mm. it? My kids had to sing this in their school when they were younger. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation. (laughs) They put this in their spirit every single day. So it was like a a morning song that they had to do Mm -hmm. in their school. It's so important. I think that's why the, the teachers wanted them to say that, because what comes out of your mouth usually is related to what's in your heart. So if your heart is filled with a lot of anger or upset or negativity, then your mouth is going to have trouble speaking the good things. Let's go back to the uh, New Testament. And Paul says one more verse here before we go. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And coming from Paul. (laughs) Yeah, who who was was in prison prison, during that scripture. He was in prison. So rejoice always, always. So again, is Paul like delusional? Is he in denial about what's going on around him? No, of course not. He's not delusional. He's saying that I have reason to rejoice because even if I suffer, the suffering Christ has died for me. He's taken my place and I have an eternal hope. And that's really the message that we want to give you is that you can change your mind and your thoughts because of the power of the Holy Spirit and because of our hope for an eternal place where everything's going to be corrected, everything's going to be made new, and there's not going to be the kind of distress and discomfort that we feel in today. So even though our nature leans negative, we can be intentional with our positive thoughts and reverse a negative habit of mind. Well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mintel, our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're here, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone.
Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.